Hello there, and welcome to episode 58 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, brought to you in part by our friends at the Fairfield County Sports Network and Price Custom Homes. Our friends Greg and Mitch Price have been building homes for 50 years or more. They can help you from the beginning of the process to the end of the process, and you can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show, our friends at 88.9 Radio for Life, for broadcasting this on Saturday mornings and at Save Radio on Monday afternoons. It is great to have you with us for this episode. My name is Steve Rao, and the regular co-host for the Sports and Spirituality Show is, uh, oh, she is a little bit uh, uh, of a lady who likes uh, to march to the beat of her own drummer. Uh, she is um, kind of uh, majoring in things that are important. Um, she uh, is banded together uh, with many others in her life and family and work with Young Life Lancaster. She is Kelsey Bolt. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports and Spirituality Show, Kelsey. Thanks, Steve. I like that inter- that intro. Did you? Yeah. Look, I didn't even have to ask you. Yeah. You, you just admitted that you liked it. Now, what did you like about it? I think it was all true, although uh-huh. you did say I marched to the beat of my own drummer. I think I said that, yeah. Which is funny, because isn't it march to the beat of your own drum? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't? No. Oh, I'm pretty no, sure. Usually, I hear people say you march to the beat of a different drum. Oh. Yeah. Mm, but, but, but yes, but I think both. Drummer, s- drum. Well, I, th- I think both are true. Sure, they are. Yeah, right. But I think the phrase is. <laughs> yeah, did I say drummer? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. said drummer, and I yeah. think it's drum. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe you march with a drummer. I, do, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have my own drummer that just follows you do, me. You do. <laughs> plays a drum. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I have always said that if I could play an instrument, it would be, I wish I could play the drums. Do you? Now, yeah. like a snare drum or a bass drum or tom-toms or... Like a drum set. A drum set. Yeah, like in, the, like in, in a, a band. Yeah, in the band. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like for uh, Jay-Z or Snoop Dogg or something like that? <laughs> um, There's not many sure. drums for those. Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can give them a beat. Just, sure. just give me a little sound bite. Of what, <laughs> no, uh, that no, might no, sound no, like. no, 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 no. Just bang on the table right there. No, thanks. No? No. No, not going to do it? So, uh... <coughs> I know I happen to have a drum set um, uh, below the studio here. Do you? Yeah, when we get done, we'll go down there and uh, have you bang around and march to the beat of your own drum or drummer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think that your relatives would not like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> they probably wouldn't. My no. dog would be running and hiding, uh, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, w- why do you think I was using all of those terms, do you think? I think it's because we have the first ever yeah? female drum major from The Ohio State University and the Big Ten on our show today. How about that? Uh, and the marching band, right? That right, drum right, right, major right. in the band. Yes. So that's where you were uh, banding together with uh, your family and friends or something I said. I don't something. even remember. But, uh, yes, that's exactly right. Her name is Shelly Graff, and she has chosen to join us here on the Sports and Spirituality Show. She'll be coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm super excited to hear what she has to say. Um, Somebody that's breaking ground like that, um, I think it was back in the early 70s uh, when this happened. Uh, She comes from a small town. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I come from a small town. Nobody knows my family. I can't be what I want to be. Or... You could just push that off to the side and say, I'm going to go after what I want to go after uh, Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that could happen is you wouldn't achieve it. 
Right. The best thing that happens could be uh, that you would achieve it and, and have all kinds of wonderful experiences. And so maybe Shelly has had some of that. So we'll have to hear what she has to say when she joins us here in a few minutes uh, on the Sports and Spirituality Show. Now, Can't wait. Uh, i got to tell you, I love this time of year. You love this time of year? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, well, you know I love this time of year? I do know you love this okay. time of year. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, well, I just know this about you. Okay. Um, you love this time of year because yes. there's lots of sports happening. There is. And the four major sports are playing right now. All four of them. And uh, they are. You go ahead. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Football. Yes. And by the way, that's college and pros, right? Correct. Oh, Ohio State uh, has got the Iowa game uh, the weekend that we're recording this. Um, and uh, a home game, I think their sixth home game uh, they've had this year. <coughs> Excuse me, won their first road game um, and then had a bye week. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, the NFL is playing. Uh, my Bengals uh, won most recently uh, before we recorded this. Um, and uh, that was against the New Orleans Saints. Um, and uh, tied for first in uh, the Central Division. So, yes, college and pro. Next. Basketball. Basketball. The NBA just tipped off um, the week that we are recording this podcast. And uh, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the teams that we might cover in this area, um, unfortunately lost uh, on opening night. Um, but exciting stuff. College basketball hasn't started officially yet uh, with games or anything like that. But pros, yes. So in the pros, football, basketball, you got anything else? Baseball. Baseball, that's exactly right. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, unfortunately, at the recording of this, podcasts have been knocked out of the playoffs uh, so now I feel like I'm rooting now for the Seattle Mariners and the reason for that is uh, my Cincinnati Reds who lost 100 games uh, only the second time in uh, franchise history and were the oldest franchise in Major League Baseball started in 1869 that's four years after the Emancipation Proclamation signed by Abraham Lincoln okay for that period of time we've Yikes. only twice lost 100 games or more and it happened to be this year yay um, but part of the reason we lost Yikes. is we traded all of our good players to the Seattle Mariners. Oh. So they're like uh, the Cincinnati Reds West. Got it, got it. And got it. so I'm finding myself rooting. Rooting for them. Yeah, for the Mariners. Good to know. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, uh, good luck to Seattle. Um, yeah, so baseball, good. And uh, the, the fourth one. Hockey. It is hockey. Is it? <laughs> Look at you go. And I, would, I'm, I know that like the Blue Jackets, they've, had, they've played. Have they? <laughs> yeah. Have they really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> the way I think so, but the way you're asking me is making me doubt it. So maybe not. Oh my um. goodness, uh, Kelsey, I love you. You're wonderful. Have they not? When I uh, <laughs> tell you that you're not a sports fan, you recall this happened many years ago. I do. When you walked into the studio, we were on radio together. <laughs> yeah. And you're wearing a blue jacket sweater. Sweatshirt. Yeah, sweatshirt. Uh huh. And you have no idea. About the Blue Jackets. No. Like when I say none, I mean none. Sure. You know nothing about <laughs> it. Uh, even though they had the best goalie in all of hockey, you don't know his name. Uh, and so when I ask you off the air, hey, what four sports are <laughs> playing right now? You're like, let's see, football, basketball, baseball. I don't remember the fourth one. <laughs> and it just confirmed for me that you're not a Blue Jackets fan. You didn't even think of hockey as the fourth sport. I didn't think of hockey as the fourth biggest sport. It is. It's the four major sports. Hockey? Yes, ma'am. 
No. In all of the world? No, America. Okay. Well, I could even say North America because Canadians have a a lot of hockey teams. Yes. Uh, Soccer is obviously a major sport in the world. Right. But not really one of the major sports uh, in the United States of America. Sure. So the four major ones. Or golf. I feel like golf's kind of a big deal. It it is. But again, uh, people aren't. Tennis. Yeah, but people aren't (laughs) adjusting their schedule uh, for that. They're not. And they are for hockey? Uh, yeah, I had a co-worker going to the hockey game tonight as we were recording this. See, the Blue Jackets are playing the National Pre- Well, of course, you, <laughs> you guessed. You had a 50-50 shot at that. How many games have they won? They've won two. They have not, unless oh. they won tonight <laughs> while we're recording this. They've won one. <laughs> okay, well, very good. Your math is great. Uh, <laughs> you have any idea how many games they played? Stupid question, Steve. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, hockey. Uh, thank you for proving to me once again that you are not a Blue Jacket fan. You can't even tell me for sure whether they're actually playing or how many games they've won. Do you think non-fans can still wear the merch? Yes, but they need a different term. Okay. And fan is not one of them. Eh. Yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I know. We have disagreed uh, <laughs> for episode. about five years uh, <laughs> on that. And, uh, you know, uh, as humbly as I can say it, I think you're still wrong about that. <laughs> Which, uh, another way to say it is I think I'm right about that. Uh, <clears throat> but, yes, um, I'm, I've got a birthday coming up uh, soon. And I've thought about this, uh, and maybe we'll talk about next episode, but uh, I think maybe one of the reasons I'm a sports fan is the four major sports playing when I was born. And so I've had access to all of them. Like, if you're born in, say, I don't know, in the summer, the only thing going is baseball, I could understand where you might be a baseball fan. Like, every birthday, you know, the only thing you really could go to is a baseball game, right? Sure. Um, and, you know, something along that line. I don't know if there's any credence to that uh, thought. But, uh Yes, I love, love, love this time of year. Uh, my second favorite time of year is April. When uh, my favorite day of sports is when the NCAA National Championship game is played on a Monday, and that is also opening day for baseball. That right there. One year, my Cincinnati Reds um, opened uh, Major League Baseball at like um, noon. Mm. At 8 o'clock that night, my second favorite basketball team was playing in the national championship, and that's the North Carolina Tar Heels. And for me, that was probably the greatest sports day of my life. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine having any of my favorite days (laughs) revolve around sports. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, another huge difference between me and you. Uh, it, w- it was. It, um, and one of my uh, broadcast heroes is Marty Brenneman. Uh, he was the voice of the Cincinnati Reds for, I think, 48 years or something like that. Wow. Recently retired here the last two or three years. I uh, had the privilege of meeting him, get a picture taken with him. It was awesome. Um, he also was the voice of the Tar Heels. And so he got to call the Reds game and then go down uh, to uh, Chapel Hill or wherever the national championship was that year uh, and uh, call the national championship game. I thought it was super cool. Wow, what a day. Uh, exactly. Thank you. Now you're picking up on what I'm putting down right there. What a day. Well, we should probably get to that interview uh, with um, the young lady who has uh, been a trailblazer um, in the 
area of sports uh, at Ohio State um, in the Big Ten. And now she's chosen to join us here on episode 58 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. As we promised, our guest has joined us on this episode of the Sports and Spirituality Show, and she is the first ever female drum major for The Ohio State University. She is Shelly Graff. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Steve. It is really our privilege to have you joining us. We're going to get into uh, that uh, that historic moment um, when you uh, earned this position. Uh, but let's uh, dial the clock back just a little bit. Where are you from originally? I grew up in Sugar Grove, Ohio, and went to Burn Union High School. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Sugar Grove, the, the, the town with no traffic lights. <laughs> that that yeah. would be it. Maybe uh, maybe two or three. Ohio. Yeah, two or three stop signs. Is that is this you the place I'm it. thinking of? Okay. Yes. Now, Burn Union High School, a graduation class of about eighty. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And and this is where Shelley Graff came from. Yes. How yes, about I that? I graduated in 1978. Oh, um, I wasn't going to ask you the year. Wonderful with a group of wonderful uh, uh, friends. Yes. Uh, uh, at Burn Union, and um, I've kept in touch with many of them. Yeah. And it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to say I'm from Sugar Grove, Ohio. Uh, I'm that, very proud. No, no, no question about it. You know, sometimes people say, "Oh, I'm from a small town. You know, nothing's ever going to work out for me, or uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to to reach my goals. There's nothing for me in this town, and whatever, whatever." Um, but uh, <clears throat> you are a very bright and shining example. Uh, that's just simply not true. You can get whatever it is you want to get if you're willing to put forth the effort. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think a lot of it is hard work and staying strong and, you know, going for what you want to do. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what I've always, that's what I've always tried to do. Well, you've done a great job of that. Now, uh, what did your parents do for a living there in the Sugar Grove area? My dad, uh, Charles Graf, uh, is retired now, and he does still live in Sugar Grove with my stepmom, um, Laura, and uh, they are wonderful people. Uh, I lost my mother uh, back in 1986 of a massive heart attack. I'm and, sorry to hear uh, that. So, um, so she was, uh, her name was Zeta Graf. She worked at the hospital as a nurse uh, for 30 years, and then... When she retired, uh, she she had a, like I said, she wasn't feeling good one day and um, had a heart attack, a massive heart attack, and uh, passed away uh, in a day's time. And so um, that was really hard for all of us, for my brother and sister and my dad and myself. Uh, every day I think of her. Uh, she was so proud uh, that I had gotten drum major and just loved coming to watch me perform and just again was you know very proud and and was one of the reasons why I I've loved always loved performing and twirling and my parents yeah uh, they took me to Diane's Academy of Dance in Lancaster and I learned twirling when I was a young girl I was seven years old when I first started twirling and uh, you know march in parades and I really, really enjoyed it. When I'd come home from school, I'd pick my baton up and go out and practice. My mom and dad never had to say, hey, Shelly, go out and practice. 
Uh, so, and I think I broke every light fixture in our <laughs> my parents' home, Steve. <laughs> so, yeah, but the, you know, they'd be like, "Shelly, go outside." Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but again, they were my big. They were my big support supporters and uh, and very proud and and you know, they're a lot of the reason why I was able to do something like this because uh, you have to. You have to be strong, and for some reason, I love being out in front of people and performing. Well, and so, what a thrill! You do a great job of that, and uh, uh, what what a great um, thing that your parents did trying to stoke mm-hmm. the fire. They didn't have to tell you to do it, but they gave you opportunities, right? They took you to uh, the Diana School of Dance, right? And they said, "Hey, look, yes. this is an interest to you. Uh, let's try it out." My my wife uh, Stacy does a great job of that with all four of our children. Our our co host uh, Kelsey Bowl does a great job of saying, "Oh, the kids are interested in this. Well, let's pursue that." And and I think that was a wonderful job that your parents did. To to say, look, if you have some interest in this, whether you're really good at it or not, which Shelly Graff happens to be really, really, really good at, <laughs> at this, but whether you're good at it or not, um, give them an opportunity. They'll figure it out. Um, and maybe it's not always about, uh, you know, being the grand champion or something. Uh, maybe it's about just enjoying uh, something that you're wired to enjoy. So wise of your parents uh, to uh, move you in that direction with those opportunities. Correct. Uh, yes, I any- totally agree. I and again, it was one of those things that they saw that I loved performing and being in front of people. And, you know, I do little shows for them at home. Me and my sister, Tina, uh, Tina Anderson, she is the uh, director of the urgent care and uh, works for a Fairfield Medical Center. And she's four years younger than myself, but she also twirled, uh, but she ended up uh, going to Ashland College and ran on their cross country team. I see. So she didn't pursue uh, twirling uh, like I did, but um, and then uh, Jeff Graff, who's my brother, uh, is uh, five years older than me, and uh, Jeff, he's always he's been involved with a lot of different things, and he's retired now too. Um, so I'm blessed to have you know a great brother and sister, and like I said, my uh, father and my stepmom. That's good stuff right there. And you're the middle child. They tell me the most well-adjusted people are middle children. Oh, yes. Uh, I was one of those kids that I'd always, if I was going to go, my friends were going to go toilet papering or something, I was always the kid that would go up and say, Mom, is it okay if I go toilet papering (laughs) with my friends? Because I knew I would be the one that got caught. Uh So, uh, again, it was, no, you can't go, but you can help them tear up the stuff when they go. You know, tear up the paper for when they go, right? When your friends go, but uh, but I wasn't allowed to go. So anyway, that was fine. Uh, I knew that it was smart to ask because I would be caught. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's a very wise uh, lady right there, uh, Shelly yeah. Graff. Now, um, I think there's a tradition down at Sugar Grove where I think maybe it's near the end of the school year. Uh, there's a toilet papering of the trees of the main street. Is that right? Ah, that's right. Yes. The, yeah, the seniors do that. Yes. Did you participate yeah, as a senior? Good. Have you seen that before? I have. It's beautiful. It is. It looks beautiful. Did- yes, I haven't seen it for uh a few years so i've uh, i've missed it did your parents let you do that no no 
<laughs> oh, bummer. Now, um, I live very close to the superintendent of Burn Union Schools, and I okay. think maybe they hit his house with some toilet paper. Well, I'm quite sure <laughs> they do, um, <laughs> because I've driven by his place, um, and uh, it got hit pretty good. Now, uh, were you ever involved in that? No, okay. no, no, I was, um, I was that kid, like I told you, yep. that, uh, knew, knew better and knew that if I was going to, if I did something like that, but sure enough, uh, my parents would find out. So, uh, I, re- I decided that wasn't the thing to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it, it, yes. Uh, much better. But I supported the people that did it. There you go. You can <laughs> encourage them. You probably kind of cheered for them, right? Yes, um, I did. Kind of um, maybe a part of your role there. So yes. um, you uh, did, were you a drum major um, in the Burn Union Marching Band? Uh, how did that process uh, continue to develop? So as I said before, I, I, you know, I started twirling when I was about seven. And so everybody in the community knew that I loved to twirl. And when I got to 7th and 8th grade, because in Ber- at the Burn Union High School, uh, middle schoolers, 7th and 8th graders, can be in the marching band. Okay. So uh, the band director at that time, had, we talked, and um, they told me that I should just, um, I could be a flag carrier for a year. And um, then I could try out for a majorette when I was a freshman. So... Um, so I, I did, I carried a flag for a year. That was really fun. Just fun being a part of a team and part of the band. And, uh, then I tried out for majorette and we had a majorette line, uh, that I was a part of and had wonderful, you know, wonderful girls that were my friends and, uh, were the other majorettes. And, um, as a freshman, um, one of the other girls got head majorette, Jody. She was a senior, and I was one of the majorettes that year. And then my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was the head majorette. I see. Um, of the marching band. Yeah, so it was. it's a little different than being the drum major. I was still the leader of the band and blew the whistles. But when we performed, I performed with the other majorettes and did routines. So yep. it wasn't like a featured twirler or something like that. Yep, I follow you. Um, and there's been great success in the Burn Union Marching Band. At band competitions, getting superior ratings left and right. Uh, now, they have a tradition down there that when they get a superior rating, it does not matter what time of night or early morning it is. They march down the main street of Sugar Grove, led by the fire trucks and uh, that kind of thing. Did they do that when you were in the marching band they did they did yes and we were a very good band back when i was in the band as well like you said it's always been a tradition of excellence down there at burn union and the band um really has followed in those footsteps and yes we would get so excited as we came through town you know we knew we were going to stop and then march through town uh, wake everybody up so they knew, all knew that we won. Yep. So, uh, yes, uh, what fun. And that is really fun that they keep, they are still, they still do that. 
That's awesome. It really is. And I think, man, the town has to really embrace it because it, uh, they win a lot. You know, if it was once a year, then you're like, okay, it's the one time a year they're going to do this. Nope. They win many, many weekends in a row. And so right. every Saturday night, there's going to be a marching band. It might be 1230. It might be 1130. It might be one o'clock in the morning. But uh, there's going to be fire trucks and a marching band going down the street. Uh, and I love it that the community um, accepts that and celebrates that. Yes, they're uh, very proud of the, the band, and uh, like you said, they embrace it, so it's awesome. It certainly is. J.D. Latour, the band director there, uh, continuing uh, in that great Burn Union marching band tradition. So, at some point, you are going to graduate, I think you said 1978, uh, from Burton Union High School, and you're thinking about college. At what point did you think, maybe I could do some drum major or majoretting um, at the next level? So, after high school, I had pretty much in my mind decided I wanted to go into physical therapy and become a physical therapist. And at that time, back in the, in the 70s, early 80s, there were only two schools in the state of Ohio that offered physical therapy, Cleveland State and Ohio State. And it wasn't really a choice. Um, I, Ohio State was where I wanted to go when I realized that those were the two schools that I had to choose from uh, because it was closer to home. And, you know, you grew up with Ohio State. I love Ohio State. So so when I went to Ohio State, I went there to go to um, physical therapy school and to apply to the school. You had to go to two years undergraduate work, and then you could apply to the program. So during that first year as a freshman, I missed performing. You know, I missed the band activities. And so I reached out to Dwight Hudson, who was the first African-American drum major at Ohio State in 1977. And Dwight had performed at Licking Heights at those high school band contests when I was in high school band as well. So Burn Union and Licking Heights would perform against each other at many of the contests. So I had talked to Dwight in high school and knew that he was the drum major at Ohio State. So I reached out to Dwight just to talk with him about Ohio State, the drum major position, and to get his input to, about whether, you know, I could try out or should try out. And uh, he gave me a lot of support and told me that I was a great person, a great performer, and that I should try out. So that year at Ohio State was the first year that they had come up with what they called D-Row. And that was the drum major row of the band. So in the fall, when the rest of the marching band tried out, that year when I went to Ohio State, we tried, if you wanted to be in, if you wanted to ever try out for drum major, you had to be in D-Row. So... I tried out for D-Row that year, which would have been for 78, 79, and I made D-Row, and what that allowed me to do was to, to come to all of the band practices and to learn 
what the role of the drum major and the assistant drum major were. It was also to carry ladders or get somebody water or do whatever the band directors needed us to do. Correct. To help the band. Um, and so, you know, I carried ladders. I did it. I did all those things um, because I wanted to learn what it what you needed to do to be the Ohio State drum major or to be the Ohio State assistant drum major. And so, uh, I, like I said, I was able to make D-Row that year with five other guys. And what that allowed me to do then was in the spring, when drum major tryouts were at Ohio State, I was able to try out for drum major. Before 1978, if you wanted to try out for drum major, you called the band room and just told them that you were interested in trying out for drum major. And on the day and time that they told you to be there, you showed up and then those people tried out for drum major. So with D-Row, what it allowed the band to do was to know more about the people that were trying out for drum major, know what their leadership styles were, know how they interacted with the band members, how were, what kind of performers were they. And so it really was a great thing that was put into place in 1978 with the starting of D-Row. And um, so again, those two years I learned, you know, everything that I could learn uh, about uh, being the drum major. And I got to go to a Rose Bowl and watch Dwight and Oliver march in the parade. Uh, I've got to go with the band. And um, and then my, well, been my sophomore year, I got, I, I earned the position of assistant drum major. Very good. So in, 19, in 1980. Um, and I, with that role, you're, you're, the assistant drum major is the one that performs at post game at the end of the game. So when you see the drum major on the field at the end of the game, when the band goes on, that's the assistant drum major. I see. And I was not able to put my red uniform on until after halftime. I see. Uh, there's only allowed to be one person in the red uniform and the big white Shaco hat um, prior to halftime unless we're doing a double script Ohio and then both the assistant and the drum major can put their red uniform on. Got it. So it's really an honor to, to wear that uniform as well. And, um, so, so yeah, so that year, uh, we tried out and I had gotten assistant in 1980 and Oliver McGee, uh, was, um, an African American. He was the second African American drum major. He was Dwight Hudson's assistant for three years, and then Oliver um, earned drum major in 1980, and I was his assistant. And then in 1981, I try we tried out, and there were five uh, guys and myself. So we all knew what it took to be the drum major because we'd been on D row, and we'd learned all the things that we needed to know the specifics about the ramp entrance and uh, twirling and, and the high aerials. And we always tried out in the stadium back then. Yep. And so the day of tryouts 
uh, we performed the ramp entrance, all five of us, one at a time. The band's up in the stands playing the music as we do the ramp entrance. Then we each did our twirling routine. Then we each did five high aerials. And then Dr. Paul Drosty was the band director when I was the drum major. And uh, Dr. Drosty brought us all together. And uh, Bruce Hart and I were always neck and neck with uh, different things. And Bruce had been a um, drum major at Licking Heights as well, following in Dwight Hudson's footsteps back in high school. Cool. And so... So we tried out, and then Dr. Drosty said, uh, Bruce Hart and Shelly Graff, you know, it's very tight, so we need to see, they wanted to see us do everything again. So Bruce and I each did the ramp entrance again. We each did our twirling routine again. We each did our five high aerials again. And then um, Dr. Drosty, and he had his megaphone back then in the stadium, and he announced to everyone, uh, the drum major for 19 or the drum major for next year will be Shelly Graff. And I just almost fainted, I think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was just such a thrill. And, you know, my friends from college were there. My mom and dad were there. My uh, grandma Holland was there, my mom's mother. And it was just, it was, it was an experience, a life, a life changing experience for me when that happened for me and I had no idea I did it again because I wanted to you know continue performing and I, I missed the environment of uh, a marching band and uh, wow what what an experience uh, to win that position and it continues today I was I performed last night with the alumni band at a um, senior independent living community, community they had, were having a big Buckeye bash. And the band played, and I performed. And so I continue to do it this day, uh, which is, is a great thrill for me. No question about it. Uh, you said a couple of things that I'd like to follow up with. One is um, uh, it sounded to me like I could even hear it in your voice, remembering that moment and reliving that emotion of uh, the first time you hear your name called as the winner of this competition, something you've been gunning for for many years, and uh, to finally see that come to fruition, surrounded by your family, surrounded by your friends, the band all there. My hunch is they all went nuts, um, and uh, that had to be an extra special moment for you, and maybe something that you were reliving just a moment ago. Yes, uh, it really is. I, I think uh, my my eyes, I didn't really realize it, but I think my eyes were kind of tearing up, and you know, you just, you feel all those emotions coming back. Yes. Uh, and obviously having lost your mother some time ago um, to remember the fact that she was there for you uh, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's just a powerful, powerful thing uh, to uh, to see uh, the results of all the time, effort, and energy. And that was the other thing I wanted to mention. You carried ladders. You ran water for people. Um, you weren't. You didn't sign up for that. You wanted to be the drum major, right? Um, right. And, but, but there is a powerful lesson there, isn't there, uh, that, hey, if you're willing to do the little things, uh, then that big thing that you're looking for 
you'll be eligible to get it. Uh, not to wax too pastoral, but the Bible says those who are faithful in little will be given much. And uh, that you're absolutely a stunning example of that. I'm going to carry ladders. I'm going to go to the practices. I'm going to do what they tell me to do. I'm going to uh, go where they tell me to go. I'm going to be there on time. I'm going to stay, uh, get there early and leave late. Uh, I'm going to put forth all of this effort because eventually I want to be the drum major. And uh, there's a price we have to pay in order to get there. Um, and it was worth it for you, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, it, it certainly was. And all those all those hours that you spend practicing and, like you said, just going to practice and learning what it took uh, to be the drum major, it's really important that people see that, you know, you can carry a ladder. Or you, you know, what kind of a person are you really? Or are you, or are you somebody that are like, you're too good to do something like that, uh-huh. you know? So they really did see what kind of people, um, the people that were trying out for drum major were. And like you said, everything you do takes hard work. And uh, so it really is something that, uh, you know, practice, practice, practice. And it is important that you practice or you're not going to do very well with what you're doing. And, but I would, I, you know, I would go to school all day and then I would go to band practice and then I would practice for two hours after that on my own, plus, you know, doing my schoolwork and everything. And actually the year that I got drum major, um, I didn't get into physical therapy school my first year that I applied. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do, Steve, because that's really what I wanted to do. Right. Um, in high school, we played in a powder puff football game my senior year. And we played with pads and helmets, and I fell, and I had a person fall on my ankle, and I actually broke my ankle in high school, my senior year, before basketball and everything. It was the end of um, band season, and I met a physical therapist. Uh, My mom took me to the hospital, obviously saw the orthopedic surgeon, and they put me in a cast for seven weeks and five days, and... I had to learn how to use crutches. So the physical therapist took me in the stairs, you know, took me on the stairs, trained me how to use the crutches properly. And that's how, that's where I, I decided I wanted to become a physical therapist. So the year I got drum major, I actually got into PT school that year too at Ohio State. That pretty so good it year. Was a big year for me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's a great a big year. Big year for me. So, so I, you know, I, I, I had achieved my goal of uh, physical therapy or becoming, getting into the program, which was the hardest part back then, yeah. and still is today. Uh, and you know, I loved my, I, I love being a physical therapist as well. And working with people. I love getting people to do things they didn't think they could do. Yeah. Because maybe they have pain or or, or something else is going on. So. Yeah, that's great stuff right there. I got to ask you also, in that moment when they said the brand new drum major for the Ohio State University marching band is Shelly Graff and... W- did it register in your mind, wait a minute, I'm not just winning this position. I'm actually the first female to have ever won this position. You know, I never, honestly, I never even thought of that um, until later, later that evening. And then the next day in the paper, um, it had that I was the first female at Ohio State and the first female drum major 
in the Big Ten. And um, I think it was more, again, I never did it to be the first female or or that. I honestly had really didn't never even thought of that until after it happened. And uh, when I had talked to to the directors, uh, they had said, well, there had been a female in every squad leader position in the band, but drum major up to that time. And so... So, you know, it was really, it was really life-changing. And, uh, and, and then after that, you know, there started being female drum majors at the other Big Ten schools and the other schools around. Uh, and, and that made me feel good. You know, maybe I had uh, broken through something that I didn't even realize um, was there. And I, my, some of my best friends are, are band members. You know, people that I went was in band with, yeah. and uh, all the other members. I, I I can't tell you how many. I just have so many friends um, in Tibidle, Um and it's just it's you know it's there, and they're always there. You know, they're your friends, and just like and, and with anything else, and there it's a special special bond, a special group of people. No question about that. Uh, and yes, uh, a trailblazer. But I wonder about this. Uh, if you had gone into it saying, I want to be the first female drum major, um, and that was your focus. I'm going uh, to break this glass ceiling. I'm going to uh, blaze yeah. a trail. If you had gone into it like that, do you think maybe it would have hit different instead of saying, I just want to be a drum major. I don't care if I'm female or I'm African-American or I'm Asian. Right. I, I don't care about that. I just want to be the drum major. Um, do you think maybe it would have hit different if your goal was to be the first female? drum major and not just to be the drum major I, I think it probably would have been different because I in the in Dero and as the assistant I think they would have you know the band would have seen the directors would have seen that I had a different agenda right uh, than I did uh, they knew the kind of person I was and the kind of leader I was. And that I just wanted to be the leader of the band. I wanted to be the drum major, um, and I and I wanted to do it for the right reasons. So uh, I do think it probably would have uh, uh, b- been a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and I think it's an important life lesson. Instead of going after something for uh, maybe a less than um, uh, appropriate reason, maybe we do it for the right reason and then let the residual benefits of that happen. And uh, that certainly was uh, the case for you. And uh, breaking that glass ceiling for other uh, female drum majors at other schools to be the first one in the Big Ten, uh, that's great stuff right there. You've had a lot of phenomenal experiences. Can uh, you recall you mentioned uh, going to the Rose Bowl um, uh, there back in what, 78, 79 area? Um, uh, any other things that stand out to you uh, in your role as uh, a drum major? Oh gosh, I, well, I have a lot of things, but uh, as assistant, um, Oliver and I actually, uh, we went to the, well, went to the Fiesta Bowl in 80. And um, I was the assistant drum major at that time. And so we were doing a, a double script Ohio. And that was, well, I mean, what a thrill. And um, Oliver had been very sick on the flight uh, 
to Arizona. And so Dr. Drossi had told me that I was going to need to uh, step into the role of drum major uh, during practice uh, the day before the game uh, so that Oliver could rest and be ready um, to perform and that if he still was sick that I was going to have to, you know, be the drum major. So um, it, it, was, um, it was it was really, really exciting. And I was, you know, obviously I was able to step into the role and lead the band. I knew what I needed to do. I had, uh, you know, done it with Oliver and, and learned with Dwight and I was ready to go. And so that day went very well. And then Oliver got better by resting the day before the Fiesta Bowl. And then we were able to um, both perform that day. And Oliver was the drum major and I was the assistant. And we did a double script on the field. It was just, just really exciting. Um, and then uh, the year I was the drum major, we actually went to the Liberty Bowl in 1981. And, uh, I mean, it was, you know, my thing is, is that we went to a bowl game. It might not have been the Rose Bowl, right. but it was a bowl game. Yep. Uh, so uh, it, it was a memory. And, um, you know, you make your fun. And uh, we, had, we had fun even though it was cold and rainy. And um, we had a fun time. The other thing I wanted to tell you, well, two other things that I that just jump out is Sugar Grove. Actually, when I had when I was named um, drum major at Ohio State, they had a Shelley Graf Day, and they had a parade, and the Burn Union Marching Band played "Hang On Sloopy," and we, you know, I rode in a car, and uh, the band marched behind me, the Burn Union Marching Band. And we went up to the school, and everybody brought, it was like a big potluck, Steve. Yeah. Everybody brought food, and Senator Valaquet had um, sent a resolution down uh, for me, uh, and I still have that to this day for being the first female drum major at Ohio State. And then I performed for everybody, and it was just, it was a day that I'll never forget. And you know that there are um, two signs two small uh, scarlet and gray signs down in Sugar Grove, one at the beginning and into town that say home of Shelly Graff, first female drum major at the Ohio State University. Yep. And every time I drive in there um, or, or drive out I, uh, and I see that sign, it always makes me smile. Yeah. So um, what, you know, really, you know, when, when your hometown does something like that for you, uh, that, that's something you'll never forget. So e- Extra special uh, there. Yes, very much so. And then um, the the one other thing, uh, there's a picture that actually um, hangs my my picture as drum major with the band behind me as we're marching over to skull session um, on one of the day, game days. Uh, hangs in the College Football Hall of Fame, which is now in Atlanta, Georgia, moved from South Bend, Indiana. And it hangs in the band section there. Um, as the first female drum major and the first female drum major in the Big Ten. So that's really special to me, too. And just saying that I'm a part of such a great organization and wonderful people, and I'm just very humbled to say that I was the first female drum major at Ohio State. 
Yeah, it's great stuff, and you should be proud of that for sure. And blazing a trail, opening the doors for other people. I love it that you followed uh, the first two African-American drum majors, right? Uh, another right. Uh, door that was busted open for people that was been shut way too long. Um, and so what a, what a beautiful uh, one, two, three punch <laughs> with the marching band and drum majors um, in, uh, in that schedule. Uh, that that's super exciting stuff right there. So what's next for Shelley Graff? Well, I worked at uh, Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center for 37 years. I came on as a new physical therapist there, and you know, back in 83, September of 83 is when I started. And uh, I worked, and I loved working with people. I worked in all the areas um, of the hospital. Um, and just loved the acute care setting, the hospital setting, helping people to get back on their feet, to get home, to, you know, to get where they needed to go or where they wanted to go, because obviously it wasn't important what my goals were for them. It was what, what their goals were for themselves. And I, I just loved being a physical therapist in that setting because I really felt that um, I did good, and I, I was able to help people. And I moved uh, up in the ranks and eventually was the manager of rehab there uh, for about I, I'm about 15 years. And I was the in charge of about 120 staff, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech-language pathologists, uh, PT assistants and OT assistants and AIDS, rehab aides, and... Um, I recently retired from Ohio State uh, as a physical therapist and the manager there back in June of 2020. So it was right uh, when COVID was going wild. And um, I really do miss the people uh, that I worked with, and I do keep in touch with them. But uh, they weren't able to have like a, a party or a going away party for me. Uh, they wanted to, but obviously back then, you know, they weren't yeah. allowing things like that. So, so the group, uh, the group, I had wonderful people that I worked with, and they had a lady, Hillary Frambies from Plain City, come over and paint my drum major picture on my driveway. Wow! And so this one day, it was in May of 2020. I was like looking out my window, and my dogs are barking. And I'm like, this lady's like sitting on my driveway. <laughs> and so I went out and I'm like, hi, my name's Shelly. Who are you? What are you doing? And, you know, uh, the, the she had told me that the staff at, at the medical center in rehab had asked her to um, come and paint this on my driveway. And it was beautiful. I should send you a picture. Um, she did an amazing job and it actually lasted over nine months on my driveway. How about that? That's cool. It was amazing. And then the, that same day, which I had no idea, my staff, um, they all started over in a, a shopping center here close to my house and they all did a drive by, nice. you know, a drive by parade Yep. Uh, for me, for my retirement. So, uh, that was really something that I'll never forget. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes. And did they, uh, they didn't have a drum major in front of that parade, did they? Oh, well, they did. The kids, uh, one of the <laughs> occupational therapists actually 
put together a drum major outfit. They went to Hobby Lobby <laughs> and got some felt and got an old mop uh, to make the epaulets. Uh, and she had a little baton. And she came out and she was strutting up and down the uh, <laughs> sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. It was the best. It was the best. That's, yeah, they were great. very they were very creative, and um, the other one one of the other you know really fun things I've done is uh, I've done a lot of things with the alumni band. Sure, um, but um, uh, we've you know we've traveled to Ireland and marched in the real St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, we've traveled to Hawaii and did a six mile parade, the King Kamehameha parade. Wow. Uh, yeah, we went to Osaka, Japan was my, our first trip. And we all pay our own ways to go to do these to represent uh, the university. Uh, and just what fun. In Osaka, we marched in the largest international parade called the Mitsuchi Parade. And um, just just things that you could just never imagine you'd get to do. Yeah. Um, and, um, gosh, there was something else I was going to tell you, and it flew right out of my head. Um, but it was some, oh, the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. How could I forget that? Um, I was able to go with the alumni band, with a group of alumni band members on the Buckeye Cruise and perform on the ship for um, 11 years. Uh, and what a thrill. I can't even tell you how much fun it is. But it's really very challenging, too, twirling on a ship when the ship's moving and yes. the wind's blowing and right. everything else. Um, but, you know, raising money for a great cause um, like the James and uh, to beat cancer uh, is uh, it was always uh, just just unbelievable. Uh, we we had uh, some wonderful times um, and the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer and Travel Partners and everybody. They just do an amazing job uh, putting all that together. Uh, very, very fun. Certain, very, very fun. Certainly so. Well, I tell you what, we're, we're out of time. I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. I also have had the privilege on a couple of different occasions uh, to be um, at an event where the alumni band came and Shelly Graff came. And I'm telling you, I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. I love your skill. I love the way that you interact with the audience. I love the way uh, that you get people involved. You're tremendous. It didn't end in 1978 when you graduated Burton Union High School it continued to grow and develop and even to this day I think you said last night uh, you were performing with the alumni band uh, you do a tremendous job you are a phenomenal asset uh, from right here in central Ohio a blessing to literally people around the world with your skill I love the fact that you broke that glass ceiling I love the fact uh, that you're still uh, building relationships and connections with people and uh, so we applaud you and we we thank you for coming on the podcast today, and we encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your kind words, and I really enjoyed uh, uh, talking with you today. I, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on. You are welcome. That's the first ever female drum major at the Ohio State University right here in central Ohio. So, Kelsey Bowl, what do you think about a lady kind of, a, I don't know, breaking the glass ceiling or providing uh, opportunities, blazing a pathway for people like you and uh, your daughter Lucy uh, 
helping us understand that, quite frankly, women can do anything that they set their mind to do. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Raising a daughter, I think um, it's always encouraging to see and to celebrate other women's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think is so important uh, that I I really do want to model for Lucy, that we celebrate um, really when anyone, but especially other women, uh, succeed. There is you know, what I would say is a terrible stigma oftentimes between women, um, that it's all competitive. Um, and I just don't love that. So I love hearing Shelly's story. I love hearing that she's from a small town really close to ours, you know, and, um, hearing all she's done. It's really incredible. And I think really inspiring. And I think, you know, there's so many stories probably similar to hers. The circumstances are different, right? But yep. so many stories similar to hers that not enough people know about that aren't being shared. And so I'm so glad that Shelly shared her story with us. Uh, no question about it. And what about that example? I mentioned it in the interview uh, about uh, being faithful in the little things. And quite frankly, God gives us opportunity for greater things. Yeah, I think that's true. And um, I'm much younger than you and yeah, I think what I, heard. <laughs> I think even in my life like I've seen that come true in so many ways and I think so many times we are encouraged here in America to have big dreams whatever that might be and from one person to another big dr- you can define big dreams in different ways right Correct. but I think what's really cool is that for all of us whatever we start out with Um, we can make something of that. Like no platform is too small. Like we all have influence in other people's lives. We all have some level of resources and sure we can, we can get in the comparative game, but I think when we don't compare what we have to others is when we can really take what we have and use it for good. Um, And I think when we do that, I I do think specifically God sees that and blesses that and will use, um, what we don't even have uh, to maximize whatever it is we're trying to impact for good. Uh, no question that he will do that, uh, not because of anything special that we are or right. we have done, because that's the system that he put in place. Yes. Be faithful in the little things. Yes. Uh, Shelly talking about run, getting water and running ladders and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, th- we're not drum majors, right? No. But we have other things that we can do. Right. Um, something as simple as holding the door open for somebody or uh, uh, maybe buying a meal for somebody that, that can't. It's just a little thing. It's not, you know, earth-shattering stuff. But mm-hmm. if we're faithful in that, we'll be given opportunities for bigger things. And we've got to be faithful in that as well. Shelly got the job partly because she was faithful as the assistant drum major. And uh, she was able uh, to be <laughs> the first female drum major Ohio State history, Big Ten history, um, because she was faithful in the little things. I think a powerful lesson uh, for her to teach us there. I think so, too. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 58 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. Super excited about episode 59 uh, because another man from another small area does great. Um, it is a, a baseball player, a kid named Jacob Miller, and just recently got drafted in the most recent Major League Baseball draft by the Miami Marlins, and he has agreed to join us for episode 59. Would you like to stick around for that? Yes, I am pumped for that one. 
Oh, look at you. <laughs> Pumped for that one. It yeah. took us 59 episodes, but finally, we you got know. her excited to come back. <laughs> this is a I was pretty excited day. for Shelly. Were you? Yeah. Okay. I do actually remember that. Yeah, But yeah. I think maybe more excited uh, for uh, Jacob Miller. We're excited about it as well. Uh, thanks for being on episode 58. And we're both excited uh, to be on <laughs> episode 59. A special thank you to our friends, Mitch and Greg Price, Price Custom Homes. They've been doing this for about 50 years. They can help you from the beginning of the process to the end of the process. And we appreciate them sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. You can get more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. A special thank you to the Fairfield County Sports Network for making it possible for us to bring you the sass. That will conclude episode 58. A special thank you to Shelly Kraft for coming on this episode. We look forward to having Jacob Miller join us on episode 59 of the Sports and Spirituality Show.